is no fluke. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You know, I think if you would have told me before the season that we'd be going to the Super Bowl, I probably would have called you crazy. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's intercepted, and Traven Howard clinches the NFC Championship game. Today's guests, Rams offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth, Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, plus Overreaction Monday and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live in Los Angeles, California, home of Super Bowl 56. And for the first time since I've been saying that all year long, we now know who's playing in Super Bowl 56 just up the road from us here at the Rich Eisen Show Studios in El Segundo, California. Just like we all had it, Rich. Just like we all had it. Uh, We're going to talk about it all day today, all three hours. Why not? Lots of fun here on the Rich Eisen Show. We say hello to our NBC Sports on Peacock viewers, our NBC Sports Sirius XM Channel 85 Audio listeners to this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio audience, the Rich Eisen Show Coast to Coast Network. We say hello to you, those who might be streaming us on Odyssey and our podcast later on, those who might be watching any of this on YouTube, on our YouTube clips at the end of the day, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. A good Monday after Championship Sunday to all of you. And same to you, Christopher Brockman. Hey, Rich. DJ Mikey D is in D's Nuts. Good to see you, sir. <laughs> good to see you, Rich. TJ Jefferson, good to see you in your corner. Light the candle, light the candle. Hey, Rich, to, to, quote, the candle. to quote Joe Burrow's last Instagram post, yes. Cartier lenses... I won't even peek at you. Okay. Joe Burrow is just the man right okay, now. Very He's good. just hey, the man. I'm too rich to wear fakes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Joe Burrow. Yellow Ferrari like Pikachu, okay? So let's start the show with three words. I mean, we're, this is our eighth year. We celebrate our seventh anniversary in uh, 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 October, last October. And I'll start this show with three words that we've never started the show with. The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I mean, wow. All right, this is a fact. I mean, and honestly, you know, why add four, add four more? And this in is the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is this is this is uh, no disrespect. As a matter of fact, it's the ultimate respect. Because when I say uh, why, why would we have talked about the Cincinnati Bengals at all? Right, um, the way that they lost in uh every single playoff game that they had with Marvin Lewis to you know Andy Dalton helping out right the uh the Buffalo Bills fans i mean like that's you know what i mean like that that's when when would we have led a show with with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the fact that we are leading our show with this franchise five straight losing seasons coming into this year Last team to make the Super Bowl coming off of five consecutive losing seasons was the greatest show on turf. Kurt Warner led Los Angeles, uh, St. Louis Rams back in 1999. That's the last time we've seen something like this. And there's a magic carpet ride going on. Mm -hmm. And this is why we love the NFL too. Okay. This is why we love the NFL as well. When you see a coach like Zach Taylor come from the staff of Sean McVay, one of the storylines that you'll no doubt be hearing over the next two weeks, that 
you take a chance on somebody and you're, you're somebody like Mike Brown, who's as old school as they come in the National Football League, and you lose and lose and lose for years, you watch them lose and then you see a young coach like this hoist the Lamar Hunt trophy in Kansas City. This is stuff you can't make up if you're, you know, a Cincinnati Bengal fan. This is why you put in all that time and effort in rooting for your team and taking the lumps and hearing about it from Browns fans and Steelers fans and so on and so forth. This is why you lift all them remotes in your home to just keep on watching. And then maybe if you click off the game because you're so upset, thinking this is never going to happen, and then it does. This is why we watch the NFL, the 99 Rams. There's a movie in theaters near you right now about the magic carpet ride that Kurt Warner went on. And this is why you watch the draft. You watch the draft hoping that the name that's being read out by the commissioner in the first round, certainly if you're the first team to have a name being read out by the commissioner, that that guy winds up being the guy. It's a team effort. That Chiefs team that we saw yesterday totally discombobulated in the second half by a Bengals defense. That is terrific. We'll talk about the Chiefs later on because the whole phrase about you never go broke making a profit. Well, they didn't make the profit and they went broke because they weren't trying to make a profit against this defense. I was begging him to run, begging him to dump it off and Mahomes is standing back there and making the mistakes. And as you keep on punting, here comes Joe Burrow back. And this is the guy who took nine sacks in Tennessee and kept on ticking. And that's the name that got read out two drafts ago. Kid from Athens, Ohio, we all know his story, and you're going to hear about it quite a bit. Did go to the Ohio State where they had a ton of terrific quarterbacks and said Dwayne Haskins is our guy, and Joe Burrow left to go to LSU to make his bones, and boy, did he make them. Boy, did he make them. 60 touchdowns, Heisman Trophy, national championship, and nobody's ever done that and then won the Super Bowl, by the way, at the quarterback position. He's got that in front of him. This kid is amazing. He is truly remarkable. And they got the players around him. And they've got the coaches around him. And they got the kicker who's got ice in his leg and veins. And they've got all three phases coming at you. I was in the stadium yesterday getting ready to watch the NFC Championship game. And Bengals fans know this. Ton of Niner fans in the stands, we know that. Ton of Rams fans there, too. They had the game up on the Oculus. Oh, nice. And every single time, the Bengals scored. And the Chiefs turned it over. The cheers from the crowd were deafening. Really? Oh, yeah. They wanted the Chiefs out. Everybody there. Unless I kept looking around for Bengals fans wearing their jerseys at the NFC Championship game. There weren't any. It was every single fan saying, whoever wins today gets the Bengals. And all I'm saying is be careful what you wish for. Because Joe Burrow is a unicorn. Mm -hmm. He is a unicorn. 
the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. That happened. <laughs> Beating Kansas City for the second time in a month. Coming at the king. They didn't miss. Who knocked out Josh Allen. And Joe Burrow doing for Cincinnati what he did for LSU football. You're not supposed to do that in the pros. You're supposed to take your lumps. And he did last year having his knee blown out. Coming back. Nobody talking about this team in the offseason except our friend Kevin Clark from The Ringer. We have to give him some props. And so the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah, you deserve to lead this show. You deserve to have your moment. You deserve to soak in these two weeks. And anybody else who thinks that the Bengals have no chance, and I'm sure there's a certain town across the border from here, on the other side of Whiskey Pete's in Nevada, there's a town that believes the home team here that made the Super Bowl, who we'll talk about on this program, obviously, that they don't have much of a shot against Donald and Von Miller and everybody else who looks terrific. Rams minus four, Rich. That's it. That number, I believe, is going to grow larger, like Leon in Airplane. <laughs> the fog is getting thicker. So... Anybody who thinks that um, he's not going to do it, Burrow, in Super Bowl 56, and the Bengals are not going to do it because they barely did it this time around. And I have a number on that front. A lot of people might think that the Bengals, having made the Super Bowl, winning all three playoff games by a combined total of 13 points, it is... That point differential this postseason, the lowest by any team to win three games to reach to reach the Super Bowl ever. Wow. Four fewer points of margin of victory than the 2007 Giants, who we all know were the giant killers of Tom Brady's undefeated team coming in. You think that this is all the reason why the Bengals can't do it? I will counsel you otherwise. I got to think about this one. I am inclined to think the Rams win this for many reasons. I saw what I saw in person, and I'll hit that in a moment. But the Bengals are incredibly impressive, and I just wanted to start with that. And then give you one storyline. I already gave you one. You always do this. The uh, week before the Super Bowl week, I'll give you the top storylines that are you're going to be sick of by the time the <laughs> kickoff hits of the game that's two weeks from now, or two weeks from yesterday. I gave you one, you know, Zach Taylor and Sean McVay. It's the youngest, by the way, combined age of coaching any Super Bowl ever, coach, right? coaching matchup ever in the Super Bowl. Wow. Beating Mike Tomlin and Ken Wisenhunt by uh, almost a decade. By a decade? Almost. Wow. Okay. And so uh, you'll be hearing all about that because Zach Taylor is from Sean McVay's staff, so on and so forth. Here's one. And it's not fair, but it's you're going to hear it. You already heard it. And the similarities are eerie. Here it comes. Tying together two of the biggest headlines from the weekend. Joe Burrow leads the Bengals to the Super Bowl in year two of his career. And Tom Brady planning, in quotes, to retire. Hmm. You heard it when Burrow was coming out. Look at the tape. Look at how he's a self-made guy. Mm-hmm. Look how his... School, one, told him to beat it. Michigan's, as you know, told Tom on occasion to sit. He never left the school. 
But you're already hearing that. My friend Breer is trolling me all the time about that. Good luck. But you saw it on the tape. Everyone was saying Burrow has this sort of style and it factor and throwing and getting the ball out and accuracy like Tom Brady. And you're going to be hearing that all week because if Burrow wins the Super Bowl, he will do it in year two, albeit his second year of starting. It was Brady's first year of starting. He will do it as a team that is going against the NFC team that is absolutely favored. Yeah, but not by two touchdowns. Hold on a minute. And you're also going to hear it. It's against the Rams. Same franchise. And if Burrow wins it and he puts his hands on his head, shocked, can't believe it. The dream is complete. It'll look just like the Brady shot from that year in the Superdome. I know, Chris. Uh, Chris, I, I, I'm telling I'm, I'm you now. I'm not buying into this. Great. You're going to hear this. it. It's going to be nonstop. Except especially... that Joe Burrow was the Heisman Trophy winner, had the greatest college season I mean, ever, I know. was the number one pick. And I don't think Burrow thinks that they're underdogs and that they're going to lose. I'm just telling you. Because we all got Brady on the brain. And if he wins it at this young age, who's got a shot to catch Tom? It's all coming. You may not like it. You may not agree with it. I would be stunned if you don't hear this storyline over and over and over again. Certainly since we all now have Brady nostalgia out of us, out of the blue. Against the Rams, year two, nobody's expecting it. And Burrow is crushing it and killing it. Yes, he has a much more stout resume coming out of college than Brady with his wins over Arkansas and Alabama in the Citrus and Orange Bowls as he came into the league and got drafted 199th overall, overlooked all of that. Were you going to hear it? Because Joe Burrow looks like that a lot. And he's beaten Mahomes now in Mahomes' spot. And if he wins in year two with one in his pocket and looks like this, maybe they're just going to start coming fast and furious. Although we did think that about Mahomes too, didn't we? As he's now home for the Super Bowl. That's how I start the show here. What do you think? 844-204-RICH, number to dial. You've got, uh, when we come back, I want to hit on the Rams, what I saw, what I felt, and then Brady, and then you. Andrew Whitworth of the Rams, the 40-year-old left tackle. He is back in the Super Bowl, and the team that he's facing this time around is his old team, his longtime friends in Cincinnati. And the quarterback of Cincinnati is from his alma mater. Odell Beckham's in the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about all of this with Andrew Whitworth. Hour three, greatest show on turf for Marshall Falk. I watched much of the game with him yesterday. Nice. So I want to get his two cents on what he saw and what he thinks and what the Chiefs were up to. We'll hit on that as well. Back with your phone calls and my impression of the NFC Championship game when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. So the Brady news was just like a shot through everything this weekend. <laughs> um, and, um, and so... <laughs> It happened during that awful nor'easter over the weekend. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh when people are under like, you know, what, almost two feet of snow or yeah, whatever. But it did lead to what I was wound up on my Twitter timeline described by somebody as the most Boston, New England thing ever to appear on local television okay. ever. I've not seen this. A local uh, weatherman in the field with the blizzard hitting and snow all around finding two guys on the street hit it. Have you heard the news about Tom Brady? Yes. What do you make of all that? I don't know. I don't know. It's Gronk next then, I guess. <laughs> what about you, uh, Roman? What do you make about the Tom Brady news? It's not great. Did you did you see it coming at all after this past season? Uh, I thought he had a couple more years, maybe. Yeah. yeah I, I was hoping so, but uh, you know, he's, he's definitely getting up there, getting Wait close to the, to the 45 number. Uh, you told me as you were first walking by, where are you guys trying to go right now? Uh, we're trying to find an open Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this. I just saw this and I was dying. That is oh my goodness. I love it. Just look around. They're on every other block in New England. Situate. In situate. They're live in situate. We're on a street corner. And I'm just trying to find a Dunkin' Donuts kid. Oh, my God. I really need a hot chocolate. The button. Oh. At the end, where are you? Where are you guys going? Where are you guys going? We're uh, trying to find a Dunkin' Donuts, an open Dunkin' Donuts. Because oh. there's many of them. Oh. Many they're, of them are everywhere. Been... That could was you imagine? Like, amazing. put on your ski goggles, put on your mask yeah, and your ski that. goggles and your jackets. We got to go find. There we got to go get what? A cup of coffee. Get some. Uh, I did that to Seven Eleven. Many. Get times some Munchkins. Is that what you like? You got hankering Munchkins in the middle of a of a of a of a nor'easter. And then this guy's like, what do you think of the Brady news? I know. I mean, like, what? What are you doing? I love it. 
Dude. <laughs> Bro, I knew Brock would love that. Yeah, that is incredible. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the closest Dunkin' Donuts. In situate. Oh, trying to find Turner yeah, in and situate. So I got the corner. They definitely have more than that's one. How funny Duncan. is that? I mean, oh. that's. Li- I mean, straight surprised by out of central casting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, actually, there's not anything that close. Well, they got to walk. They got to walk a ways. Well, at least we a, at least walked for miles in a. In a nor'easter to get our Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, if Dunkin' Donuts doesn't turn that into a commercial, then what are we doing? Oh, so that's their way south. Well, all we got to do is uh, please Google Casey Affleck Saturday Night Live Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? They ordered up vanilla nut taps. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny stuff, man. Can I watch it while you talk about the Rams? No, no thank you. <laughs> Please don't. Did they have a side of focus on the comment? <laughs> here we go. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial back on the Rich Eisen show here. Um, so, okay, uh, let's get into the NFC Championship game. I was there, went to the game. Uh, SoFi Stadium is just amazing. It beautiful. is truly, it's if beautiful. you're going to be out here for the Super Bowl and you're yes. fortunate enough to get in, um, it is it is an incredible arena, theater, stadium, however you want to put it. Uh, dress warmly because it is. There are two open airs uh, ends of the stadium, but that canopy that's on top that cost I think an extra bill for uh, for Stan Kroenke. Uh, it just places the lid right on top, and it's very loud. It's it's very 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 loud, and one of the most incredible aspects of the LA Rams winning yesterday is it was a road game. They were silent snap counting from the beginning and the fans there in red insane. It was loud. It was loud. And it was the the you know heavy fisted brawl that we were all expecting. And that was just in the stands. Nice. (laughs) It was a heavy-fisted brawl, man. And what the Rams were able to do when they were down by 10 and making the mistakes that, you know, trying to find Cooper Cup over the middle, it was the first interception of of Stafford's postseason, coming away with no points in the first half. No points in the first half. And then watching Debo before the end of the first half take one to the house after they marched down and scored. Debo. And then Matt Gay missing one from 54. And then McVay challenging when he shouldn't challenge in the second half. When on third down right around midfield, the Rams did finally stop San Francisco. And he challenged to see if there was a fumble. And I don't know who in his staff told him that Juszczyk had fumbled. but like No angle showed him losing the at ball. At all. It was just not even – it was just the last timeout and his last challenge. So it had like that feel of, of, of this might not be the Rams' day again. Certainly when Kittle – hit the back of the end zone. And Jimmy G was not making the bad mistakes. Yeah. He was the, the run game was not being not as dominant it as we've seen. I yeah. know, and that yeah. was what was going for the Rams as well, is that we weren't seeing the Niners rack up all of these rush yards. And it felt like the Rams were up by three scores, but it also looked like they couldn't win this game down ten because right. The Niners kept churning out the first downs and moving the chains and moving the sticks. And it just seemed like the defense was just 
letting the chains get moved as best they tried to stop it, figuring that Jimmy G's going to make the mistake and just banking on that. But now you're down 10. That's when Stafford went to work. Stafford and that offense went to work. Cup scores a second time. This guy who supposedly was supposed to pack it in in big games didn't pack it in again. Found Cup again. When the whole world knows he's looking for him. MVP Cooper Cup. That's possible. Should be. He should be. Two more touchdowns for Cooper Cup. And the first one, the throw that Stafford made Ooh. into this small window and the postage stamp of the corner of the end zone Unreal. was outstanding. Outstanding. And then the defense started stiffening, tightening up. The Rams tie it. The Rams take the lead. And Jimmy G makes that mistake. Jimmy G makes that mistake on third down. He could have thrown it away, and it would have been fourth and forever, but that's better than game over. That's better than game over. Tough to do that with Aaron yeah. Donald in your face. Understood. Threw it, threw it away, yeah. made the mistake, and the L.A. Rams, the L.A. Rams are in the Super Bowl. Again, this team, as we all know, Wound up shy of the Super Bowl last year, losing in Green Bay in the divisional round after winning in Seattle in the opening round. And you knew when Goff hurt his thumb and they were going with Waldron anyway, you know, they were going with their backup quarterback anyway. Remember that last year? We're like, so you believe in your quarterback, but you're not going with your quarterback because he's hurt, even though he says he could go and then does go in the game, right? And wins helps win the game? Fair or not, I don't know if they make the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback this year. That throw that Stafford made in the back of the end zone, Goff has throws a beautiful ball, but I just don't know, man. Stafford was an upgrade. That was what we were all talking about. The question about it really being an upgrade was, is it him or the Lions? <laughs> yeah. You know, is it him or is it the Lions never gave him a shot? And then you sit there and think he never gave him a shot. He got a first ballot Hall of Famer in Calvin Johnson. Like you, if you had to come up with the best receiver for any quarterback to have when Stafford was young and coming out of college, that's the guy. Well, I, I never had a running fair game. Fair or not, never had a running game. And now the concept was Rams are going to give him his best chance to win. And they make that move. And then Les Neeb keeps making moves. And Odell Beckham Jr. comes. And... Robert Woods goes down just as he arrives. And then they go again and get Von Miller on top of it. And the whole idea was they better win this year. Because they're all in, right? And I'm sure Les needs like whatever draft picks. There are, you know, second day draft picks. There's third day draft picks. You know, it's not just the only thing top of the draft draft picks. But let's go get Von. Let's go get Odell. By the way, let's trade for Jalen Ramsey a couple years ago. Let's pay him. Let's keep Aaron Donald. Let's go get Whitworth. Let's go... Get Matthew Stafford. They're in the Super Bowl. They had to be after all that, right? They're in the Super Bowl. 
with stars galore. And that's why that number, what is it, four right now, you said, in Las Vegas? The opening Rams line? Rams favored by four. That's only going to go up. It's yeah, only going to go up. Open last night at three and a half, now four this morning. And the, that was must-win territory in so many ways, obviously, <laughs> when you have everything at stake. But for the Niners to come in, I kept saying it, the Niners to come into their building and win it and eliminate them and win seven straight games against them and then play the Super Bowl in their building and then maybe win the Super Bowl in their building would be something the Rams could never come back from in the history of their rivalry. That will always be there forever. And that's what was at stake last night. And the Rams put their foot in the ground down 10. And they went ahead and won it. Can I ask you something about uh, if you could feel this in the building? Do you think McVay kind of had an so-so game? He had an off night. I mean, like those ch- or, or I didn't everybody understand did. those challenges Everybody must have. For anybody to get in his ear... And normally they have this thing down pat. Yeah. Normally they're very good at this sort of thing. But just like that's a fumble. Somebody's like, okay, I'm throwing it out there. It was impetuous, you know. And uh, and and turned it over. There were a lot of things in that building that made it feel like, uh-oh, here we go again. Including the fact there were had to be 70-30. It really was. Not, when when Susie and I left the building last night, and I'm sure a lot most Rams fans were staying around to watch the the uh, Hallis Trophy mm-hmm. presentation, but um, you know we we had to get home to our kids, so we left, and it was a Red Sea. Uh, it, it was as if we were leaving a home game for the 49ers, and and uh, and the Rams knew it. They were very sensitive to the subject matter all. Week long, you know, Whitworth is one of the many Rams who were, you know, talking about this. His wife was tweeting out, you know, don't sell your tickets. And and um, and the Rams were very sensitive to this. So the minute Jimmy G threw that interception to seal it, the video department for the Rams popped a shot up on the Oculus of the escalators with all red-wearing jerseys <laughs> leaving. That's and the funny. place with the Rams fans in there went nuts. That's wow, good. really? That's yeah. They showed a shot of Niners fans en masse departing up the escalators. See ya. Wow. Yeah, Twitter was saying, too, that the DJ, um, like they're playing all Bay Area rap songs, like kind of trolling. Nah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you so play that was, 840, honestly, that's a good thing for the know? Rams to for the Rams to and and, and hopefully they they will again build a, a fan base here. Um, going to the slowly Super Bowl but helps. surely, yeah. going to the Super Bowl helps with stars in this town. I mean, that's the thing you hear all the time when they move back here. Well, you got to build a fan base and you got to have reasons for people to show up and you got to have stars in Los Angeles. Well, how does Odell Beckham and Von Miller and Matthew <laughs> yeah, Stafford and yeah. Cooper Cup and yeah. Jalen Ramsey try those guys on for size? How does that sound? So are I mean, they, they're doing it. Are these new fans, will they be considered bandwagon jumpers? Or? Well, that's the talk. Well, there's a lot, as you know, of transplants in this town. Yeah, true. There's a lot of transplants, and there's a lot in this room of transplants. We're all, 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 all of us are transplants. Right, so. All East Coasters, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, some I, of us well, are East Coasters. And coast, time zone. Time zone. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Yeah. Nice try. I'm just saying. <laughs> but congrats to the Rams, man. Yeah, it's awesome. In their building. It's really we've cool. ne- We've never seen it before, and we saw it last year, and now we're seeing it this 54 year. 54 years, years doesn't in a row. happen. So, 
Two years. So that means next year the Cardinals yeah, are looking Cardinals good, are and Vegas, Raiders. you're on the clock. Yeah. Del Tufo brought up a great point in his tweet earlier. Like, yeah, Cardinals fans get hyped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cardinals fans and the Raiders fans, right? Brockman bet on that. Both that teams future? came back from double-digit deficits to make the Super Bowl. The only other time in which the Super Bowl participants both came o- 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 overcame a deficit of ten or more points to win the conference championship game, the last Super Bowl was Falcons versus Broncos, 1998. We all know the Vikings led and then missed that field goal, right? And that's the way the Falcons made it. And I remember exactly how the Broncos made it that year because I was wearing my Wesley Walker jersey at the very top of the stadium in Denver. The Jets were up 10 nothing in that AFC Championship game and then blew it. So the Rams versus the Bengals, there you have it. There you have it. And I couldn't be more excited to watch the two nines go at it. The seventh youngest, let me get this one correct. It's two nines coming at it from a completely different angle. It is for Burrow. He is the seventh youngest starter in the history of the Super Bowl. That's true. Let me make sure that is, I got that right. No, he'd be tied by bad. Here's the matchups of the nines for you. Joe Burrow is tied for the eighth youngest quarterback in Super Bowl history. Really? He would be the seventh. He's the seventh second-year quarterback in the Super Bowl. There you go. And for Stafford, this is amazing. For Stafford, he has just shy of 50,000 yards in his his, uh, career in the regular season. And 323 passing touchdowns in the regular season. 49,995 career yards. 323 career passing touchdowns in the regular season. It's the most passing yards and passing touchdowns by a player at the time of his first Super Bowl appearance in NFL history. So you got the young and you got the experienced. And they both wear the same number and they're coming at each other. Two weeks from last night. It's great. I love it. Just trying to set stages. Just trying to set stages. Super Bowl win, I think, locks up Hall of Fame for Stafford. <sighs> um, you know what? Because he's going to retire with all the numbers. We're 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 just. I know. Just, we're just, just popping. Jealous. You know, no, no, what we're doing is we're just hitting on yeah. one storyline after another that's going to be discussed. Leg- There's always legacy conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I just gave you his regular season numbers. He's made the Super Bowl. And just to just reiterate how the season and year started one year ago today when the Rams made that move. It was one year, by the way, one year ago yesterday, the trade was consummated. Oh, wow. It wasn't official, as you all know. So the new league year. Correct. Right. But the idea was, when he's here, here's what we're going to do. Best case scenario, right? Win the division, host the NFC Championship game, make the Super Bowl, and there's the one last step, win the Super Bowl. First three, check, check, check. And Stafford's not going to do it because he's a big, he's not a big game guy. He's a guy in the Lions. Like, like why get him? How many times did you hear that? And it got totally lost in the non-playing season because of what was going on with initially one year ago at this time, Deshaun Watson telling the Texans, I'm out. Then we found out why, he, even if he wanted out, he wasn't getting out. And to this day, we're, not, we're wondering what the hell's going on with Deshaun Watson. And then 
one year ago next week, it was when Russell Wilson was just looking like somebody just stole his dog at the Super Bowl. The freshly minted Walter Payton man of the year sitting next to Roger Goodell staring into space because there's Tom Brady in his new digs doing something, and maybe he's got some wanderlust. Aaron Rodgers happened in draft day all the way through to training camp day. That's what we were all focused on here, mostly. And you too out there on the Rich Eisen Show viewing and listening audience also. And the whole time, the NFC starting quarterback was Matthew Stafford sitting right there and learning the playbook and staring up at the blue sky. Can you imagine if he did not ask the Lions for right. his exit visas? If he didn't just sit there and go, just say, you know what? This is the way it was meant for my th- my career to be, and I should stay here, as opposed to saying, you know what, I think it's time for a change, and I'm going to ask for it, and I'm going to get it granted. And he goes to a spot that's perfect for him. Think about it. He's in the Super Bowl. He made it. The Rams made it with him. Unbelievable. It's, it's really unbelievable. And the same man. thing. One year ago at this time, Joe Burrow is going through his knee being rehabbed, fresh off a of surgery. And the Bengals had five straight years of losing. And not just any losing. Really bad losing. Four wins last year, two before it, six, seven, and six before it. They're in the Super Bowl. Congrats to the Nines in those two teams. Okay, exactly. Who day? Who day? Bengals. Uh, That's a rhetorical question for anybody who's wondering that. Yeah. All right. Um, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. When we come back, the Tom Brady craziness. Andrew Whitworth as well. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show with more in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial, Jordan in Kentucky. You're here on the program. That's line four, DJ Mikey D. What's up, Jordan? Hey, Rich. Like I said, man, 32 years old from Kentucky, 20 minutes away from Cincinnati. And I don't know who had a better weekend when you have Kentucky beating Kansas at Kansas and then Joey B and the boys going to Kansas City. And it's just, it's unreal, man. In my lifetime, I'm with some of these old-timers at a cigar lounge, and you're hearing them having stories of Kenny Anderson and Boomer. And here I am having stories of Achilles Smith and Jeff Blake. And I'm like, we didn't grow up the same when it came to that franchise. And it's just unbelievable to think what this team did in two years, getting Joe Burrow, getting Logan Wilson, getting Jermaine Pratt, Jamar Chase, of course, all the different players that they drafted and the free agents. It's just, it's insane to think about from just a, a holistic view of the whole thing. You know, and I don't know again because I remember I I I I don't really remember Kenny Anderson all that much. You know, I I I was a teenager, young teenager, just right around then, getting into football significantly. I grew up loving baseball more, to be honest with you. And then um, I do remember, you know, Joe Montana beating Boomer and Sam Weich being terrific, and and them having a great team just going blow for blow with Joe Montana till the very end. You know. Um, but I, I just didn't have a sense uh, of those Bengals teams like the one I got right now that I, I don't know if Boomer was going to be like you got the sense like he's going to be an all-time great and he's going to be around forever like I feel like with Burrow right now. Uh, I'd I agree with you. Know? Yeah, I, I agree. And Boomer had that great year. And he, honestly, even in that year, I don't want to say stats were pedestrian because they weren't, but – when you look at his follow-up years, he never recreated that magic. So it's kind of like that one-year wonder. He was kind of almost like the Peyton Hillis of a quarterback. Nah. Where he had that <laughs> he had that great year, and the rest were okay, and then just kind of trailed off in the later part of his career. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll push back on that. Boomer was terrific that year, and, you know, then he went to the Jets, and he had some good years, but, you know, we were, we were hoping that he could – you know, um, restore some of the magic there. But uh, I appreciate the time, and uh, congrats, man. And don't forget Thanks. the Bearcats, too, in the college yeah. football playoffs. I mean, what a yeah, time it, there it, in it, Cincinnati. It really is. So appreciate you taking my call. You got it, man. Call back anytime, 844-204-RICH. Also, yesterday I saw you put on our on our Instagram account Dr. Johnny Fever of WKRP yeah, in Cincinnati. Man, Howard Hessman passed away the air in Cincinnati. at age 81. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is just everywhere right now. No, so again, congrats to to Bengals fans. They had and to win for Doctor Johnny Fever. Eight four four two zero four Rich True. number to dial here on our program. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, along with our partners on Sirius XM and Peacock and Odyssey. Eight four four two zero four Rich number to dial. So it was about a half an hour before the Zoom for the NFL Network NFL Game Day morning meeting on Saturday, uh, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. And this was a big one, six hours long. I mean, the rundown was very long. We had about 15, 20 people involved all around. Uh, Calais Campbell's coming into town. He's a very large human being. 
And um, a half hour right before it, um, Adam Schefter tweeting out, per him and Jeff Darlington, Tom Brady's retiring. And on the spot, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Which is, again, a testament to Tom Brady and his incredible greatness that I'm shocked that a 44-year-old is retiring. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got so many great years left. <laughs> but he, he says of a 44-year-old. I, <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm like, I, I felt immediately just disappointed. And I felt empty because... My entire existence with the NFL Network has been through the prism of Tom Brady's career. We came on the air in November of 2003 as Brady was in the midst of his third regular season as starter, trying to win his second Super Bowl, which he eventually did. Then the next year, the Patriots went back-to-back. First two Super Bowls NFL Network's ever covered. And my reaction was similar to so many others being total shock and... And taking Brady's decision to retire as personal. Everybody did. I always started posting pictures of my kids wearing Brady jerseys at the Super Bowl in Arizona when my 13-year-old was seven, my 10-year-old was about to turn four, and Brady was a 37-year-old about to win his first of four more Super Bowls, right? <laughs> That's so silly. Honestly, and it's kind of like the passage of time. That's the way you view generationally incredible American athletes or just athletes maybe around the world. And, and the crazy thing is so many other people felt the same way. I got texts like, is it true? From everybody I know in the Boston area. Is it really true? Is he really gone? And um, is he going to go? Like, is this really true? And, and I kind of thought to myself, isn't it interesting that we all looked at it about ourselves when Brady's entire career was very rarely about him? He retires as one of the greatest teammates, one of the greatest winners in a team sport. Never took the most money, right? Never took the most money. He could have made an insane amount of money, more than the insane amount of money he had earned, if he had made sure the Patriots paid him as the number one quarterback in the league every single time, it was his contractual right to leverage it. And he never did. Always talked about, you speak to any teammate and they refer to him as Tommy. Okay? Tommy. We know him as Tom, right? Yeah, you, I always, mean, you always hear him introducing himself to rookies like, hey, I'm Tom. Thanks for coming on the team. Right. And they're like, yeah, I know who you are. Right, and so <laughs> it's amazing. He never really, the only time he ever made it about himself was when he decided to go to Tampa and say, I'm just going to do this for myself. And then has the greatest second act that you could possibly imagine because of his age. I know Peyton Manning had a second act and won a Super Bowl in, in, in Denver. I, I get it. But Brady leaves with having led the league in touchdowns and and, and passing yards, I mean, at 44. Unless he's not leaving, which is amazing that this is the way it all started to play out because as soon as this report came, you know, and everybody starts running for the hills to see if it's true. And then anybody who might have told 
our friends at ESPN about it, starts running for the hills. Okay? The Twitter account for TB12 Sports that put out one of the many tweets, like I did, to wish him, well, like an amazing career, whatever, that gets deleted. His agent, Don Yee, puts out a statement calling it all speculative and that Tom knows this, you know, the off-season schedule better than most and the only person who can ever say it is him. I'm paraphrasing it. Mike Giardi, my colleague from NFL Network, spoke to, speaks to Tom Sr., his <laughs> father, who's basically saying this is – he hasn't decided anything. The AP, tw- you know, puts out a report that Tom told, called the Bucks and told them he hasn't decided anything yet. Which means one of two things is true. As of right now, the Monday after Championship Sunday, at 10 minutes to 1 p.m. Eastern Time in Tampa, Florida, one of two things is true. One, he really hasn't decided. And somebody totally jumped the gun with Schefter and Jeff Darlington, who clearly had multiple sources tell them independently and then maybe collectively that this is true. And that Brady is somehow still thinking about it. Or two, the way it got out is absolutely not at all the way Tom Brady wanted it to get out. And he is now trying to lengthen the clock to the time when he wanted to say it in the manner in which he wanted it out there. The rumors are flying everywhere, folks. I will tell you, I heard everything this weekend from the fact that he recorded something that he's retiring and it's going to come out on his social media accounts and he's left the country, right? And let that speak for itself and didn't want it out until either now because it's between Championship Sunday and the Pro Bowl or he's going to wait until after the Super Bowl because he doesn't want to upstage anything. I have no idea. The other rumor which was insane, is that he recorded such a retirement announcement for the final segment of his stellar ESPN Plus show, Man in the Arena. Like, his show was going to end with him retiring. I heard that. And if that's the case, that means the news division scooped the digital division in Bristol. And I have no, I mean, this is all, what I am saying to you into this microphone is all speculation to give you the idea of what this all meant, certainly within the television broadcast world, as we're trying to put a rundown together for Sunday and also see what's what and what's true and what isn't. But the general sense of everybody collectively in our industry right now, I can't find one person who really is telling me outside of his inner circle that he's really still thinking about it. Everyone else is like, he is done, he is right. out, and it's just his manner of choosing that he wants to have after 22 years. So for that, I will um, refrain from just going all in on what Tom Brady's meant and his legacy, even though you really all know what it is anyway. But I plead the fifth. That's what it's going to Apparently, <laughs> that could be tonight. That's funny. Because the next time you're supposed to hear from Tom Brady is his his weekly podcast that he does with Jim Gray, who I I just, I don't know if there are any more all-time great goats who are going to tell him their decision. I don't know. I think he might, I don't know. Jim, you're running out of them. 
Is Brady doing an hour special? I am, in the, apparently in Greenwich, tonight, Greenwich tonight. Apparently tonight. <laughs> on his pod, you know, let's go with Larry Fitzgerald and him and Jim Gray. That airs on Sirius. Apparently also. that is airing tonight. And all ears and eyes will be peeled. Yeah. On what is Tom going to say? Is he going to just basically say he's still deciding? I'm with my family. I'm, you know. And then, and then that'll be it. And then talk about how terrific Joe Burrow looked and... Mahomes didn't, and you know, and seven, he's happy for Stafford and Big Eastern. Ben's retiring. Yeah, seven but, Eastern Rich on Sirius Channel eighty two. So there you go. So that's what's happening tonight, and thus we will reserve all further comments until we hear what Tom has to say tonight, if anything. But in the meantime, if he retires, two things: one, I think Gronk's gonna retire because what yeah. better Canton party could there be than Tommy and Gronky together as first ballot Hall of Famers in 2027? With Big Ben. And, well, oh, if I'm Big Ben, I'm going to come back and play one more game for the Steelers, take a knee, because I want my own day in the sun in Ohio, my home state of Ohio. It's going to be... Can you imagine? Yeah, but, you, but you, it doesn't oh, matter, and, Rich. And, and, oh, it's Tom and Gronk. And, oh, and it's Big Ben, and ben too. And Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Featuring Ben Yeah, but you guys know the way Steeler fans travel the Hall of oh, Fame, Roethlisberger is going to have his oh, day. I know that. It, it I know that. Not, does not matter. Steeler fans will be there. Oh, I know. Maybe Rob gonna, Gronkowski featuring Ben Roethlisberger. they going to put Ben last so he goes up at like midnight. I don't know, man. They have six years to perfect whatever that night's going to look like. If Tom is retired. If. I mean, you know how we always have fun with our news and information friends in our business that's always like plans to, has no plans to, expected it's expected to. to. I mean, those words did the heaviest lift in the, in the history of plans and expectedness <laughs> this weekend. But that was, and, and that's what we did all day for six hours on game day morning where we talked about it with Willie McGinnis too, down there in Tampa. I mean, down there, pardon me, he was in Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. It's just like, yeah, if this is it. Meanwhile, Giselle's like, you're doing it right now. Could be, wherever he is. That's out, we're number one. When we come back, Andrew Whitworth of the Los Angeles Rams. He's in the Super Bowl, people. Against his former team, too. That's coming up hour two. That's all I was thinking about yesterday. I mean, the the rumors are just flying off the hook. Um, I should say that I have been told by multiple people it was not the man in the arena choice. Oh, interesting. After all... But it was red hot. Crazy. Red hot. It was nuts. But either, either Brady's just like, because normally it would be, okay, it's out there. Now here's my video. It's now official. Right. Like what Ben did. Right. Ben, ben put out a video, same deal. But it wasn't like broken first and then the video came out. Like We also watched Ben play all year and, and knew he was done. If Brady, let's just finish up with this. If Brady had a plan, and it was his plan, and the plans were all in motion and working, and somebody leaked it from his camp, there must be a mole hunt on like no way out. Looking for Yuri, and they're trying to get that photograph. They're trying to get that Polaroid done. I mean, it's all going down right now in Tom's world. Uh, again, this is all. I mean, I, I shouldn't. I don't usually jump into full speculation, but I'm. I think I'm. I think this is what is happening it's right like, now. Why would someone do Tom dirty like I, that? I don't know if it's again. This may be all speculation, and 
and he's not feeling that way. But I, I, or he truly is thinking about it. A lot of people not thinking. He's like, if he is still thinking about it, has anybody ever come back and played a full NFL season out of spite to show? That's the guy who would do it. To show I, oh. I, I, when I said that I was still thinking about it, I meant it. I'm coming back. And then have the full reset of a calendar year. Oh, great. And you hoist the Lombardi trophy and say, that's for whoever said I was retiring. Oh, oh my gosh. That would be incredible. <laughs> or five minutes from now, he'll make it official. I have no idea. Nobody does. I mean, McDaniels is going to the Raiders. Oh, they need a new quarterback. Let's just keep going. Yeah, I mean, let's keep going. You guys are nuts. Next coach of the Wolverines, right? Hey, Stop oh. it. <laughs> Hour two coming up. <laughs> 